Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Black Women's Hour. Um, I've been tested, there is a small person next to me watching a computer, so if you can hear the sound of war, it's not Preeta Patel who's finally lost it, it's just a game <laughs> my child's playing, because I think we're heading that way. I don't even know who she's going to fight, us I guess. <laughs> How's everyone doing this week? Louise, how's it going in your new job? Yeah, well I haven't actually started yet, I start on the 1st of January, but yeah, it's been it's been a nice week. It's been it's been a nice week. I got a lovely card. I tweeted it. I got a really lovely card from my student, my ex-student this week. I just have to show you it on here. Oh, so that was really nice. That was very nice. And then um, so yeah, and then tomorrow I have to go to go on, you know, do some raise awareness raising for you know this illness that I had before and stuff. So I'm going to go and speak at a dinner. So that's because you know do an after dinner speech, but I won't be kind of like getting as much money as Boris Johnson does. But it's fine. <laughs> Who's your ex student? It's not Adele, is it? No, hey, Adele, you know Adele. <laughs> Oh, oh God, I thought, no, because I did have an ex-student called Adele. I did have an ex-student called Adele. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change the name of this from Black Woman's Hour to Auntie's Hour. If you know, if people at home knew how long it took us to log in, try and get our cameras working and stuff like that. When we had Femi on it, it was so embarrassing, honestly. It was just he like, had to help us, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe try the young three dots. Yeah. I can't even use that external camera I've got. I can't work it anymore. It was working fine. I don't know. Elaine, how's it all going? Hey, looking lovely. Thank loving your Puma dress, by the way. Thank you. Do you want to stand up and show your Nicki Minaj figure? Go on. I'm not flashing my pants. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So damn good. That's Fifi that done that. Fifi. Fifi. Yeah, Fifi. Oh Lord. <laughs> so, so how, what's going on? My week's been come see come sir. I went to the hot I had a ticket to the hottest show in town. Literally. Um so I went to see Wizkid on Wednesday. Um I've been off work the past couple of days. I've uh, been catching up with friends and family, reading. I'm reading, I'm I'm in love. Okay. I'm in love with Will Smith. No, because nothing about Will Smith. Listen, I loved him back in the day, and I'm listening to his book. I'm up to the point where he meets Jada. I'm really, and it's just, I love him. I love him. I, I'm I reading. To, um, I to, we'll have to get on to what. What do you think of Jada? What do I think of Jada? I think that Jada's a very lucky woman to have Will Smith. Okay, because mm. everyone's always joking about her. Have you seen all the memes and stuff? You no, know what I, I mean? Like, I saying that they talk too much. Like, people always going, my God, everything I know about those two's relationship, I learned it against my will. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I call that lazy journalism because all that's happened is that journalists, it's a bit like how when you read certain newspapers that they seem to trawl Reddit for newspaper articles. Mm. Of, it seems that people have basically read Will Smith's autobiography and then are treating that as news, acting like they've spoken to Will himself. They haven't. They've got a book. In the same way that like last week when I was reading 
um, whose books did I read last week? Um, Jeannie Asheray's book, or the week before when I was reading something else. I've not spoken to these people, but I can be like, oh my God, do you remember that time when Gina Yashere went to Lagos? Gina would be like, she doesn't even know who I am. And that's what these journalists have done. And they're pretending that they've spoken to Will Smith. Laziness, and they're getting paid. Well, we're mm. team Jada over here, because Jada Pinkett Smith, my friend works for, was working for her in uh, America. And when she <laughs> heard I was going to Dominica after Hurricane Maria, she gave me a shitload of money to go and take down and help everybody. So. She's an island girl. I think she's got Bajan roots, which we'll get onto in a little bit as well. I think she's also, like me, part Bajan. Aisha, we are, uh, how's it all going? The, the swimming's gone, right? I was going to go today, but I didn't have time. It was going to be my first time in for ages because I went to work okay. and then came and reported. Late, late, late. Yeah, no, I really want to go through the winter. I've got a big new coat for it and everything. Do you know what? It's more exhilarating when it was really cold than when it was in, when it was in the summer. Because okay. your body's forced to pump more blood round, so you get like more, more of a high. I want to say something, but I don't want to be cancelled. I know what you've you're going to say. You've got a lot of different mixes in your blood, isn't it? <laughs> Have you got Scottish or like Newcastle or something? Because then people, they don't wear coats. They're say very the hard. word you mean, Elaine, just say the word you mean. No, no, no. Because, roll off your tongue. No, on. because the people in the south of England wear coats in winter. And you're outside in that hot water. You just go in the sea and then you come out and then you have a hot water bottle and a tracksuit. I wear two pairs of trousers. I wear a big coat, jump. I've got like slippers that I wear when I come out. If we do ancestry DNA, there's going to be some. Uh, it's, um, it's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Scottish and also Polish Jew. So I'm double whammy on the card. You see? That's the, that's the non She's smiling like confirmation. So it has been a um, interesting week so far. We've got quite a lot to get through. First thing we mentioned um, us earlier, Barbados became a republic on Tuesday. Oh, congratulations, Barbados! Seriously, congratulations. We were discussing moving there today oh, yeah. for that reason. Yeah, I won't unfold it, but <laughs> yeah, all of that. Yeah, Barbados is now a republic. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, God, what do you guys think about it? Do you think like more islands, people are talking about Jamaica possibly making the move. They should do. Jamaica should make so. a move a long time ago because the way that English disrespect Jamaicans is beyond for me. It's absolute outright hatred. And also that they've always shown the Jamaican community. Yeah. whilst eating yeah. their food and dancing to their music. I don't know why Jamaicans don't do it. The disrespect shown to Jamaicans. And I got in trouble once on Twitter, some guy wanted to come and argue with me. When I said, out of the Caribbean, England treat the Jamaicans way worse than they treat the rest of the island. Way worse. I mean, it's, it kind of, it's tied with the visibility though, isn't it, as well? I mean, there's the whole Jamaica and they are terrible at it for treating the other islands, you know, <laughs> calling them small. Who, well. but we joke about it, but also that it actually happens as well. But it's Not a bit really, because Barbados, when it really matters, Barbados are the island that treat everybody else like crap. They don't treat <laughs> the other islands at all. And at the end of the day, Barbados is really where the money is. So we yeah. just sit there laughing about the, the, um, volume of Jamaicans voices and going, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't coming in here. So they're horrible to Jamaicans anyway in Barbados. No, seriously, it's not even funny, to be honest, because when they had that guy from Jamaica who'd broken a COVID rule, six oh, yeah. months in prison, 
But when they had like white celebrities coming over and doing it, nothing, a fine, let them go. Do you know what I mean? They would, Barbados do need. Oh, yeah. I think that is why um, people were laughing when Barbados made this, um, me and Motley made this big speech about how we need to, um, you know, sort of gel with our African roots better. And she made it so that Nigerians don't need a visa to come to Barbados and stuff. And the other islands were looking at her like, what? What did you just say? Like, you don't even treat us in the region properly. So there is issues with Barbados. I personally don't, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they took the step away from the monarchy, really. Definitely. Um, I don't know, we'll have to see. It's quite conciliatory, isn't it? They invited Prince Charles out there, who came out and fell asleep during the ceremony. I was thinking, mm -hmm. you know what you're saying about Jamaica in terms of they should do it in terms of the fact that historically they were where all the rebellious slaves were sent, just in honour of that alone. We should not be tied to the monarchy, you know. That, I mean, that's not that's quite. Everyone rebellion. says that. There's there's issues around that. Of course, there was loads of slave rebellions in Jamaica, but we don't know who was doing them because Absolutely. they used to move the slaves every three months. Yeah. So that they, they could have whatever. So I could have come from there, God forbid, mm. and ended up in Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> it's the island rivalry, guys. It's just a joke. But you don't know at the end of the day because they move so many people around and. Jamaica's very mountainous as well, so they have the opportunities. Barbados is flat as a pancake. There were no hardly any slave rebellions. There was a big famous one with Butter. Yeah, but there, there wasn't that many, because mm. where, where are we going to hide? There was nowhere to hide. There's no hills, there's no nothing. Mm. What I do find, um, and I guess speaking with the African lens on and thinking about the fact that it seems so strange to me that we celebrate independences of a lot of countries that are from the Commonwealth. And irrespective of the fact that Barbados is now a republic, it's still part of the Commonwealth. Um, I don't understand why, when the countries went for independence, why you still wanted to have the monarchy as the head of government, as the head of state. It's very odd. and like. I found this in my purse. Um, if I, it's weird to me. Like well, I know that when I went to Ghana, you can you can get CDs with the, the founding fathers of Ghana on the on the currency. And then I go to the Eastern Caribbean, and you've got Lizzie on the note. That's weird. Mm. That's weird. That looks like That's the old one. It's sickening. I don't get it anyway. And like when Hurricane Maria, as we mentioned earlier, happened, England was so vile to Dominica, absolutely vile. Do you so, think I, it might be to do with, yeah, how can I put this? Um, it's, it's like when you know that something hasn't been very nice to you or somebody hasn't been very nice to you, but like, you know, you hold on because it's what you know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's the word? Sorry. You're talking about Stockholm syndrome, they call yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like, but there's a word, there's a word for it as well. I mean, there is it is Stockholm syndrome when it comes to people, but there's a word for it that's happened that's kind of like related to colonialism, and I just can't for the life of me think of what it is. Mental slavery. Yeah, yeah, but that's more people. But I'm I'm just talking about like when it comes to nations as well because there is that there is something. Sorry. Codependency. It is no, but I mean, I think it is something to do something like that. But 
But I mean, I someone just who doesn't go to counselling, I've got all the terms down pat, and I. No, I know. There's a no, but there's a word. There's there's a word, and it's it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember. But yes. I just I just wonder whether sometimes there is that because they've been under sort of like British or French or whatever rule for so long that it's almost like trying completely getting rid of it. People are just like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do if they go? So maybe they. On the one hand, you know, like they want the independence, but then on the other hand, you know, because of the legacy that that's been there for so long, it's very, very difficult to completely get rid of. I don't know. I don't know. In um, Hurricane Maria, there were some people really crying. Okay, why did we go independent from England? It was stupid. You know what I mean? Like this guy goes to me. Can when you can you um. Can you ask the English if they'll take us back? I was like, mate, at this point, I don't know if they'll take me back. <laughs> so, you know, if I came back through the border, yeah. like, what are you talking about? But I don't know, do you think it would help? I mean, we're just going to move on a little bit from Barbados to talk about, um, because Elaine mentioned going to see Wizkid uh, this week, and he won a music award, didn't he? Yes. But they called it the Africa Musical. I mean, do you think if more African nations actually got independence from England, they might actually learn that it's not a country and there's lots of different countries there? Or... Well, I'd say that pretty much from a formal colonial perspective, there isn't any... I think everybody's independent in Africa now. Mm. I think everybody is. And I think, like, the last... Um... No, but I mean, sorry, I mean, like, becoming a republic and doing away with everyone, the ties. Are they all of us are. It's the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean and... It's us letting the side down. I have no idea. And Australia and Canada. And yeah. all those places like where... And, the, and New Zealand and yeah. the Pacific Islands. So I was going to say, the places where they like to go on holiday. And also the places where Prince William likes to get wafted round by brown mm. people on sedan jets. Yeah. Like that Tonga. That makes me that photo. I mean, look at that. One of them marries a black wife. The other one is lifted round by black people on chairs. I mean, Diana. That other one's not so innocent either. I know he's not so innocent, but I think he's definitely trying to make... I think he, he understands what he did is wrong. I think he's trying to be open to change. I don't think, you know, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't care if he's open to change or not. The fact he's causing ruckus is funny enough for me. <laughs> I don't care if he means it or not. I don't even care if he puts on fucking white sheets when they go home at night and that's what he uses. I don't care because what he's doing in public is hilarious. Did you see the picture where they made him black and they made her, oh God. And they made her fully black, yeah. They did look good actually. I would have gone for that back in the day. He was a good, he's a good looking black man. And, you know, he, he looked too much like a sweet boy. I was never into those. I like the, um, the criminal ones. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Louise's face. <laughs> Louise is like taking notes for her next sociology lecture. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, like this one is on criminality. I just used to like them. I came from boarding school. What did you expect? Well, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Catholic school, so I'm saying nothing. Back in the day. Those were the days. Uh, Abby, you were saying about why do you think Britain or why do you think the West doesn't like to distinguish Africa? Uh, well, it was being discussed this week because they said he was an African musician and everybody, they do it all the time. Yeah. Treat Africa like a country and they, Maya Angelou talked about it a long time ago, it's so patronising, they don't even call mm. African languages languages, they call them dialects. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? So I don't know, I was asking, but I was corrected if becoming republics would help, but obviously that's not helping, I don't know. 
Does it bother uh, you with people of African heritage that know what? Because Elaine, it's you that pointed it out on this show, but the distance between, is it, was it? Yeah, Ghana. Ethiopia and, yeah, Ghana and Ethiopia is the distance between here and Ghana. Like, yeah. People don't realise how big it is and stuff. It, is it irritating? It really is because of the fact that even, because I, I always like to say, I'll, I'll talk about Ghana because that's a country I know, but I have been to other African countries, but I don't want to, but when you think that Ghana is the same size as the UK, and the fact that UK, you're, you've got the Scottish, you've got the Welsh, the Northern Irish, and and the um, the, the English, and we've all got our different senses of identity. But Ghana's got is much more diverse than England. Yes, we might all be black. You've got the different religions. You've got the different languages. Um, my, mine and Louise's tribe. Ashantis, which comes underneath the Akan people, are the biggest by far. But there is so much, there are so many differences between us that, as well as similarities, that it is very annoying when you lump us all into the same bag if you're not doing it from a pan-African perspective. And I know that when um, the West, when the when they're talking about Africa, there it's it's sort of like trying to put us into the same category. Uh, we don't actually we're talking about. They did it again this week with COVID. So they yeah. found the um, sorry South Africa. Malawi and all yeah. and um, Botswana. And they and basically the, the um, this new strain was detected in South Africa. They typed it. Uh, we don't do this typing thing in over in the UK. But they typed it and said, what was the response? We're going to ban people flying in from the eight, eight Southern African countries. But wait, brethren, they detected it in Belgium before they detected it in, are we going to ban people from Belgium, Luxembourg, Netherlands, France? No, we're not. Because they're afforded to have the diversity of thought if you're um, white, and that's wrong. But wasn't it white South Africans that were going around the world spreading the earlier variants anyway? Racism and bigotry. Well, it's people because COVID initially, in my mind, is um, was a a richer person's disease because of the fact that you're if it was from people traveling, if it was going to Africa, it's it's expensive to travel. Um, so by death, by default, it might have been white people. But then again, I know that when I sit in my office, people have gone to France, people have gone to and, all, and Italy and all these other places. And yeah, but now it, here, it seems like to be, just, um, it became an illness of the poorer, the more disenfranchised people. But it started off from people traveling. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, yeah. isn't what it? It's interesting. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was gonna say, I mean, sort of bringing that to the UK because I remember last year when, um, there was a Black Lives Matter, um, you know, the protests and everything like that. And I remember it coming, I, I, oh God, there were some people on Facebook basically saying that, you know, because it was obviously because there was a lot of black people say, and then like somebody wrote underneath, she said, oh, but you know, it's always black people that get COVID even more than anyone else. Do you know what I mean? So it's, and then, it, and I'm just thinking to myself, so again, you're lumping people, you're lumping people together. It's not, it's not anybody can get COVID. It, it's not racialized. It's killing people across the board. But she's well, just saying it's because- It was actually in the school of thought when it first started was that black people didn't get COVID at all. Uh, yeah, but then, then it shifted. 
then it shifted because apparently our vitamin E levels and most the NHS doctors and stuff, and then they realised it was a frontline thing. So mm. I think it's just people thought COVID was something that, you know, was something that could only affect certain people. Then they tried to say black people got it because it was a lack of vitamin D. I love that. They were like, maybe black people won't be getting it in such high numbers over here because they need to be around the vitamin D and they need to be in the sun. But maybe <laughs> they shouldn't be here. They were trying to use it as an excuse to deport Listen. us for our own good. You need to go back to the sunshine where you're safe. I was cracking up laughing. Uh, but bringing it, talking about COVID, I was going to bring it to the UK. You, oh, I should say, no, what I you say? When they pay our tickets, we will go. <laughs> Send me. I am ready. <laughs> Sorry, you froze for a minute there. I said you always say when they pay our tickets, we will go. Tickets and and also cost of living. Well. Yeah. Our base is expensive, and I'm not good. going to Dominica. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so what were they? Um, so I was going to say, what do you think is going to happen? We've got Christmas coming up again this year. I mean, what is the Tories have messed up COVID so much? First of all, Matt Hancock is just there blithering huh? away. Why are they letting him out to speak in public again after everything he's done? And then we found out the Tories, surprise, surprise, were breaking all the rules last year. Do you think that they're going to do, because my son was literally driving to me last year when they made that announcement and he turned his car and went went back off to uni where they were in a different um, tier, basically. So I think, what do you think they're going to do this year? Because they've got the new variant and do you think people are going to be free for Christmas? I mean, I think it's very interesting. I think it's very, very interesting. And I was having this conversation with my youngest nephew the other day, because he said, uh, he said, have you noticed like now we're seeing those COVID adverts coming on television, not a bit like how they did when they had the last lockdown. And, you know, like we, I don't know, I mean, we came up with a sort of theory. I don't know whether it's realistic or not, but like sometimes, you know, when they start to sort of like drip, drip, drip these, I don't know, drip information. It's a bit like what they call in sociology, the hypodermic needle model, where you're dripping this information to get into people's heads. And then it, it's, but it's also to kind of like, in a way, mentally prepare us for what is coming. So I'm really hoping that that's, that doesn't happen because I remember last year when, I mean, I was in the gym when that tweet went round. I can't remember her name, but anyway, so she, she was in a um, press briefing and the tweet went round and stuff, and then suddenly it was gone. And then two two hours after that, then there was a lockdown. I I wasn't going to Houston because like, you know, I'm clinically vulnerable and like, you know, I saw the scrum that was going there, I thought, you know, but it was such a miserable Christmas. I don't really want that again, to be honest, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I don't know, I've got a horrible, I mean, I'm, I'm into it because I think if, if Boris Johnson does that, I mean, I think he's on the skids a bit as it is. If he does that, I don't think this is going to help his cause. But then on the other hand, I do think that, I, I mean, we have to wait and see what the outcome is. Because, I mean, they said that in two weeks or two or three weeks, isn't it? That they're going to not decide, but just see what, you know, see what As you can imagine, the, the first thing that I had to okay. focus on was my... Sorry, life. And then when sorry, I focus uh, on story. Okay. Okay. To I, see whether to, to see whether it spreads or not. So I, I mean I'm I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean I could see the political consequences of 
if he pulled like what he did last Christmas, because that is going to be awful. But the other thing that worried me slightly as well was that I think it was on the Daily Mail. I don't, I, I'm, I'm just putting this right out here. I cannot stand that paper. But anyway, I saw it on the front of, I saw it on the front and he was just saying that, oh, like, you know, don't cancel your Christmas. But we've seen in the past that like when one thing is said, another thing happens. So these things kind of worry me a little bit. Mm. They worry me a little bit. So Aisha, I think, that, yeah, no, no, no. I, was say, I think I'm like 60, 40. Um, I'm spending it with Mimi, so I don't care. Um, Aisha, what do you think? I was just going to say that I don't think, I, I don't feel like the Tories have any political consequences, actually. No, don't, they don't have any political consequences. Where do they? This story was known about a year ago. And it's being leaked now to what? To what effect? They romped home two by-elections. One of them, they swung an absolutely outrageous victory off Labour. Where are the political consequences? Absolutely no political consequences. We don't have a press that holds them to account. So this is stuff I repeat every week. So I'm just going to stop there. If you've seen another show, just insert any of my other rants in that place there. Um, But in terms of a lockdown, uh, my son has COVID. um, And um, he's fine. But the, about five or six kids in his class had it um, and they will continue to get it. He's given it to his dad. Um, I can't see him because then I would bring it into the home. It, it's all really gnarly, um, but I don't see why they'd suddenly stop. I work weddings. I mean, we've got eight, nine events over eight days and 200, 300 people coming through the thing every day, not wearing masks. Why would you have a lockdown? I don't really, I don't even know why they're making people put them back on in shops. Well, they should be doing, they should be doing, but it's surprised quite a few people already. Did you say, where is the money going? It's not going to the, that's what I want to know. It's not going to fund the tube because obviously the tube is practically bankrupt. It's not going to, um, you know, New Year's, they normally have the midnight tube that's going through. That's been announced. Like that's been cancelled. I don't know where the money Not is going. Not Trafalgar Square's Christmas decorations. It'll be interesting to know because the Tories have just made an absolute fortune out of COVID. Yeah. And it's like you said, I agree with Aisha, there's not going to be no political consequences. Dominic Cummings created Boris Johnson and that he couldn't bring the monster he created oh, down. Frank what Dominic Cummings has told people should have brought down any government in this world except Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they'll just kill you. But I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, listen, I would not be a distant, I'd be the best, best, best citizen in Saudi Arabia ever, I'm telling you. I wouldn't be doing anything and I don't drive anywhere. So, um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't think anything's going to happen to them. I really don't. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. 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 Have, mm-hmm. have you seen, like, even now, we'll get on to Labour and the, how useless they are. But I mean, Labour is still behind on the points. They've done this new um, cabinet, shadow cabinet reshuffle. What do we think of that? Can How I many say, black and brown faces are there? There's Rosina. Um, who uh, else? He hasn't spoken to. He hasn't spoken to. Has he? Um, our gorgeous friend. Um, oh, Tara. Yeah, we'll get on to her in a minute. Tara, but or he hasn't spoken in to the him. shadow cabinet. How many black and brown faces are in? They brought in David Lammy, so like no black people. <laughs> So who have they, <laughs> who have they got? Um, from what I saw, there were there was no increase in the number of women and no increase in the number mm. of what they the global majority in the cabinet. 
who have they got? Um, Jess Phillips is actually gone, which was interesting to me. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Why? Her face, her voice, everything. I can't. I just cannot. Every time she opens her mouth. I think what was, wasn't great about that was the announcement when, oh gosh, the deputy leader, I've forgotten her name. Um, Angela Rayner. When she was making that speech. I mean, apparently she found out just before it was, just, just before he was going to announce it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that was, that was very cool. I don't think that was very cool because- I don't really care what happens to Jess Phillips. I don't care about her feelings. Right. So, <laughs> in terms of the reshuffle, um, it does look like they got a deck of cards and literally reshuffled them. <laughs> Is it just the same people, different roles? So, yeah. So, obviously, like, Yvette Cooper's come back in. <laughs> so she used to be the chair of the Home Affairs Select Committee. I know. And now she's the Shadow Home Secretary. I think that, I mean... The Home Affairs Select Committee needs to have somebody who's got to really like challenge what's going on in the Home Office, like really got to challenge it because it's, it's a very, it's probably one of the most important select committees in government. Um, Lammy's gone from Justice to Foreign Affairs, Foreign and Commonwealth. Lisa Nandy is now, oh yeah, I remember I saw her on TV when she talked about her own title. And um, that, Oh, <laughs> the department that she's in is the state for levelling up. I always think of Sierra, level up, level up, level up, level up. <laughs> Housing and communities. Um, levelling up, leveling up doesn't even make any sense, but whatever. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, there's no um, levelling up. Why are we using <laughs> made up phrases to describe that, that, uh, That's what I thought. No, what I thought. That's because uh, I think the Secretary of State for levelling up is the um pub um Nick? No, pub. Um, is it, is it, is oh, Michael um, Gove. Yeah, yeah, but Michael oh. Gove is the one who's brought in this Govian curriculum with really ridiculously hard to attain um and really classical and really ridiculous um subjects levels. I mean, I think what was the percentage you had to get in like maths to get an A, GCSE? Ridiculously sort of punitive. You know, like sixty percent or something. Oh, no, the other way around. Um, see, I did a great job at maths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think? On a. Do you think this new shadow cabinet are going to be like taking on the Tories, and do you think they stand a chance? Because Labour start, can't seem to get away from nineteen ninety-seven. Do you, Ava? I think I don't know. I mean, I the thing. Say what you say what you want to say about Yvette Cooper, but I mean I don't I think will. She, no, no, but I don't. I, I mean, with with her, you kind of get you get the vibe that she won't take any crap. So I think that she will take her shags and balls. I reckon she takes a lot of crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, as in, if you look at how she was with the you know selective committee and stuff like that, I mean, you know, some things that she did were were a bit you know, not great, but I think she might give Pretty Patel a bit of a run for her money. So, I mean, if all of- Yeah, the only reason she could give her a run for her money is if they actually degree, disagree on fundamental stuff. And Yvette Cooper's as think... right wing as hell. Yeah. So I can't no, understand, but I think, I think she'll be doing a Keir Starmer. I support, I well, I'm not sure, but I'm going to support the government. Aisha, you put an awful image in my mind and all I can think about is Ed Paul teabagging. 
Why do we have to go with teabagging? We could have just gone for like because balls. I was just thinking balls, and then I balls, watched balls, the balls, balls. just balls. I don't know. I'm thinking about balls. Sorry. They're the worst part of a man to think about. Ever literally of all no, cricket. Football, football, football. <laughs> I just can't. I'm just thinking of his wrinkly ball sack and him thinking, oh, 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 I don't know why. You started it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on, man. We haven't eaten. <laughs> well, you should be glad you haven't eaten. There's nothing to come up. This is the best yeah, time. Well, you bring, bring, actually, you bring that up back. But seriously, do you think there's anybody in that cabinet who can challenge their opposite? Like, you I, think I, I, that I, Cooper could challenge Pretty Patel? I mean, yeah. I thought Diane seems to be doing from the back benches of challenging Pretty Patel and exposing yeah. her. I mean, we need to talk a little bit about the migrants that died. It was the biggest, oh. uh, the, 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 it's the largest number, isn't it? And now it's all coming out that they were actually, they radioed for help. They radioed yeah. France. France said you're in British waters. Apparently um, the British ignored them. And, and also, apparently, they were back. They were memory with Grenfell. Do you know what I mean? After certain people, they don't care. Grenfell's an anniversary as well this week. Mm. I mean, we're just seeing that some lives are not worth. What All, lives 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 matter. Matter. All lives well, matter. All exactly. lives matter. All lives matter. We're showing that that's not really being really? done in practice, is it? I mean, how heartbreaking. Apparently, some of the families are going to sue the British government. I hope so. But the thing is, after the proroguing of Parliament and after the Brexit stuff, suing the British government, our, our sort of political judicial system in that element is not in a good place. And it hasn't been for a while. You know, the, the government doesn't listen to the actual legal implications of what our, just, our judiciary says. So, I mean, we really, you know, there is that list of um, uh, fascist uh, requirements for a fascist state. And uh, we are ticking a lot of boxes when you think about press and the judiciary um, in terms of political parties, one party stateness, you know, all, all these things are fascism. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't know if you've ever seen Bertha. Like, I'm sorry, and you have to bear with me for my- Bertha, as in the machine? Yeah. The cartoon? Sometimes yeah. I think you're between that one. Yeah. Bertha, yeah, did you ever see that one where Bertha went out of control? <laughs> yes, I have seen that episode, Louise. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I know it's really sad, but I just remember watching that one. And just I just really love the fact that you put that out there and you found a, a, somebody who was there for you. I was there for that. I, I've seen yes, it. Bertha, Bertha was just like, but the thing is, I feel like this is where we're going. Like, you know, Bertha, she, she you know, it just keeps going like that, like that. But eventually, I mean, I, I don't know, I like to remain positive. I mean, I just think that this will eventually run out of steam because it'll get to a point where you can't do this. You can't keep doing these kinds of things anymore. I believe, I strongly believe that something has to change. And, you know, it will get worse before it gets better. But I mean, I, I just feel like, I mean, yes, there is a lot of political dormancy and people, or, or apathy really, and people don't vote and all this and other. But then on the other hand, I mean, I think there's an awful lot of people that are smelling what's going on. So eventually, I, I do believe like, I don't know, I, I'm giving it 10 years. I mean, I think this is going to- Yes, we're all dead by then. The waters will have risen, deported. <laughs> Days. <laughs> As the English say, you get less for murder. 
seriously, seriously. I mean, I, I just don't think. Louise, when you say 10 years, you mean 10 more years? Oh, Tory government. The past. No, 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 no. What I mean, what I mean is that, like, I think people will wake up, they're, they're going to wake up and they'll rise and stuff, and then they'll start coming back at things. And I, I don't know, I bet it, I, I, I just, maybe I'm just being too positive. No, I don't think that they will. And the reason I don't think that they will, we have been living through this disaster film now. We're on to the sequel. We're on, we're on pandemics, episode four or something. We're on to, and these is now the, cap, the, 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 the Boris years. And the film is horrible. If people are watching, living this experience at the moment, when I'm talking about petrol being very expensive, the fact that you still can't go and see your doctors, the fact that we, regardless of whatever side of the fence you're on, whether from the vaccine, not vaccine, masking, not masking, it's two Christmases <laughs> of crud. But, but, got, you know, but then you've also got the fact that last Christmas, last Christmas when I was in my house on my Jack Jones, my man with his who couldn't comb his hair was throwing the Christmas party for his for him and his staff in Downing Street. But can and I people, just say then yesterday was a by-election release, and then they still got another vote. So I'm sorry. They've got televisions, they've got radios, they've got Twitter, they've got granny WhatsApp, they've got Telegram oh. signal and got everything. And people no. are how many Tories at the moment are up for corruption? Because nobody seems to care. We've got Jacob Reesbog is now he's leader yeah. of the house under investigation for six Hancock. million pounds. You've got Matt Hancock, you've yeah. got who was giving his friend who had the pub. You know, the who had Pretty no Patel. business in PPE. Pretty Patel had some friends of hers. Yes, I mean, like, they have literally made billions for their friends and they're doing it in plain sight. I really? think at this point, and I always and I keep going back to it, the English people prefer racism to eating. Brexit shows that they mm. don't care because yeah. right now people should be going, Brexit is not working, it's an absolute disaster. There's food missing off the they don't care. They would rather concentrate on shooting people out of the English channel. Do you know what I mean? They're more, okay. they're more happy about seeing people stopping immigrants come in over the English channel than they are about, you know, or, or more concerned about that than they are concerned about the government who is robbing the country blind. And people have said it is chickens coming home to roost. I mean, Britain's robbed the entire world. So it's only it's only now that the Tories are turning it in on themselves and just robbing the poor people here. That's literally what it's come to. I, I don't know because I mean I, I okay. First of all, I think you know maybe like let's not let's not generalize because I think there's an awful lot of people as I say that are just waking up and seeing stuff. And you know some of them are English people, but I mean I think there is a core where they're just like you know no. And I think the the media really really whips them up. So that doesn't help. But I mean, also you have to, rem I mean, most of all of us here would have remembered what it was like under Thatcher. I mean, and you know, like we, I think everybody thought that it, it couldn't get much worse then. And then look, I, I'm sorry, but like, I believe that if they managed to get rid of someone like that, a stalwart that was like that, that wasn't even, that, that wasn't nearly as bad as this. I think that, you know, with Boris Johnson, they'll, they'll, I, I just- but I, I guess I, that was different with Thatcher. That was like, as she called it, it was treacherous. It was literally, they wanted the woman no, gone. You know what I mean? It was not about moving away from Tory policies and stuff like that. And I think what you're saying, it's not a small group of people. It's, we're not generalising. The polls are telling the story. 
the papers that we've got a complicit press i think at this point that people like it's, it's apathy people just don't care they are, there's no way this tory government like i said with dominic cummings coming out and showing what they did basically saying carrie's running the country they've done they just lie about everything and nobody cares yeah. Just don't. And I think also with the with the Margaret Thatcher period compared to now, honestly, for a lot of people, they were obviously you had like high unemployment, but you had lots of people who were also doing very well in terms of the um, the working class that were becoming the middle class. At the moment, I don't think that during the Tory years, I can't remember because yes, I was born, but I was a child. All I know is that that woman was a prime minister for a very long time, and that's why they got bored. But did they have food banks during her time? No, I was basically the equivalent of food banks. But that was in the so, middle. But, but, but that was in the middle, and that was up north. Yeah. Not, not saying that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't universal <laughs> around the whole country, but there was poverty. And um, yeah. yeah. But now no. you've got people who. I was gonna say now you've got people who as i said like the, the nhs is practically broken you've got the nhs wasn't broken back then it, well it was actually because when labor came into power people forget this they have short memories and this is when they when um, the toys came back in we all sat there when people's memories are short we had teacher shortages we had um nhs waiting for like how many years long ever two years were they I remember teacher strikes when I was in school, but I don't remember mm -hmm. complaining about the NHS and saying it's broken right now. Yeah, no. I think, look, the difference is this. The Tory government now are stitching up everything. Everybody. They're yes. stitching yeah. up the BBC, they're yeah. stitching up the media, to such a point they've scared Channel 4 off saying certain things and saying we're going to yeah. take your money. They're putting their own people in charge of Ofcom. They've they're got their own They're stitching up the NHS and giving the contracts to the friends. There's yeah. not anything in this country that the, the Tories have not stitched up. They're even changing the boundaries for voting, yeah. which people yeah. are yeah. not yeah. writing enough to benefit themselves because the Tories are literal white supremacy and white supremacy adapts and change, changes. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. It's the Steve Bannon playbook. That's what they did in America. They got rid of all the, um, what the Obama called them, dreamers or whatever. They came in, they got all the Haitians out because they know that if they were saying in 50 years, people are just not going to vote Republican anymore. So they, they're like the monarchy. They have to adapt and survive and do what they can to, do you know what I mean? I think that's what we're seeing with the Tories now. I mean, back in Thatcher's day, you had all the comedians who were Against rebellious uh, and the alternative comedy circuit, and they were really going for Margaret Thatcher. And you had that, you don't even have that anymore. Once you start stifling artists, and that's what the Tories are do doing, where do you go? The thing is, it's been, it's been, in, I always bring up flat earth news when people talk about this. It's self, um, self policing. So, when that's the thing that people don't realize, because you say, well, why won't all the papers just publish these articles about Palestine? Why won't this comic make these jokes about the Tories? Why won't? Because slowly but surely their stories aren't accepted, their scripts aren't accepted, and then so they no longer proffer them, and then we end up with a completely limited output or input, as in what we take in. And that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So the comedians, you know, you listen, you used to listen to the news quiz and you'd think, oh my God, it was breaking boundaries. Then I'd listen to the news quiz and they'd be really sticking the knife into Jeremy Corbyn and then being like, oh, Boris Johnson's hair. And he'd be like, yeah. well, that was, that was really 
giving no, both I, sides I, it in the neck, wasn't it? You know. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I still can't go back to Bursa because I mean, you know, like you keep putting. All right, let's just say we keep putting too much stuff in Bursa, and then eventually they're going to go out of control and and. Or, you know, oh, sorry, I got another analogy, but like a, 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 in Greenwich in the summertime, there's these little like water things and like, you know, you step, you step on it, you step on one of them and then the water comes from somewhere else. Okay, so bear with me, bear with me. And I think that like, you know, the, these people, they keep sort of like trying to hide things and put things and stitch things up and all this and the other, but eventually, it honestly, the top, I eventually. yeah, I think, I think it just, I don't know like I think it's going to get to a point where like you know they they just put themselves into so much shit I'm sorry to say it but I think, the thing, I think look the thing is this it's about how the Tories are seen they're not really seen as evil do you know yeah. what I mean like when you talk about Michael mm. Gove you called him pop that's a harmless children's character this man is not harmless okay. everyone laughs at Jacob Rees-Mogg everyone laughs at Boris's hair Everyone laughs at these people, but then you have the left, paint, like Jeremy Corbyn is literally painted as the devil. Yeah. These toys are actually seen, so people are not, for you to, for, I think for people, for the pressure to build up and people to believe it and start rebelling, they have to see them for what they are, and they don't. They think they're a bunch of characters. Matt Hancock, who looks like, my God, I mean, it was all it like a between us. He looks like he still wets the bed. I mean, my God, like these people that are in, it's a joke. Can I just do two things here? Okay. It was a treachery with a smile on its face. <laughs> and that's, and that's going to be who will, um, it will be the, it will be the representatives <laughs> who mash up Boris. It's not going to be us. It will be, yeah. It, in the same, basically, Labour gets voted out by people. The Conservatives turn on their leaders when they're tired of them. So Boris is going to get exterminated by one of his own. Exactly. But no, exactly. but who in their right mind, at this present moment in time, would want to take this poison chalice off this shithole that we are living in right now? Sorry for my language. They're saying wishy. Wish you yeah, I was yeah. trying to stick the knife in. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Louise is impressed. Good. That's what yeah. I'm going to do in my personal life now. When anyone does something, I think they're like, goodbye, my back. I'm going to go, chua, 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 chua. <laughs> <laughs> Just a video of yourself in reply to everything. <laughs> oh, it was so funny because she was such a bitch. The fact she was so shocked about it is what made me laugh. It's like, bitch, what have you just been doing for the past few years? Oh my God, anyone who who, who wants to go back to that is please go back and watch, is Jeffrey House resignation speech? Oh God, my God, I remember, oh dear, I remember that, I remember. <laughs> and then I can always remember my mum saying, my mum always kind of comes up with these very like poignant things and she said, that's the end. That was the end, yeah. Wow. It was so funny. The way he said it as well with his face just like he used the cricketed analogy and his face was just so like 
straight as he was saying it. And, and you're just like, oh my God. And then I remember the day when when um she she actually resigned and our math teacher came in because I was in maths at the time. And she just goes, oh, like Margaret Thatcher has resigned and stuff like that. And, and the silence, because at my school, a lot of people voted for her. Do you want to hear, and at my school that I was at the time, I was at a prep school in Sussex, they told mm. us to write to our parents when that election, like the oh one that God. she won before, it was like, you go and write to your parents now. You tell them to vote for Margaret Thatcher. And you tell them if they don't, they were going to us like, do you want to, is this what you want? Labour could win. And do you know what's going to happen? They're going to shut this school down and you'll go to school with poor children. Is that what you want? <laughs> and I was just like, no, they were like yeah. what now with Al? And I was like, <laughs> and they were like, shut up. They're just crazy. I mean, they'd start that indoctrination from, from young anyway. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I think at this point, I feel so little passion for UK politics now. I'm almost getting to a stage where I think it's all funny. Do you know what I mean? I'm I just laughing at this point. Aisha, what about you? I, mean, I was just had to interrupt just to say that in terms of UK politics and in terms of Labour, and you know, um, I think Keir Starmer should do the decent thing and just resign because any other leader would be 20 points ahead. You know, Boris Johnson has really, he's, he's making a mess of it. He's repeatedly fucking up. And any other, it's an open goal. Every day he's got an open goal. Keir Starmer should just do the decent thing. Any other leader. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to, though. All I can see I is... He to get 20 points ahead. Of I wanted to make a meme of him, like, with that Miley Cyrus wrecking ball, just <laughs> naked, swinging through, because he's doing it on purpose. Nobody can tell me Keir Starmer is not doing this on purpose. He is wrecking Labour on purpose. That's what he would, I think that's what he came to do. How much do you get paid to wreck um, the opposition? By whom? Well, I mean, you get a good seat in the House of Lords, didn't you? That's oh, true. Or happened. any of your, any of your you choices. That's you your life set up. Or you with jobs afterwards, dividend. right? Yeah. You get, you, there's loads of benefits to, um, you know, I've been open about... IMF, it. maybe, something like that. I've been open about considering it myself. There's a lot of benefits. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think anyone would have There's it. no money in this left-wing shit, Louise. I'm sick and tired of it. Why should I struggle? I, I'm going to, like, pick up the mantle of... <laughs> well, I'm sick and tired of What's the point? What is the point, mm. honestly? There's no alternative. Okay, well, unless we form an opposition ourselves. What if next week we do right-wing black women's hour and we all just become pawns? I bet we get jobs straight away. We'll have a show on Sky. We'll be. <laughs> we have to do that because none of the right-wing black people will come on this show. You know why we can't do it? Our hair is too good. It's just not allowed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but don't. Somebody had the hair done last week. Don't talk about what was this? Why do you not keep going on? Okay, this is my tribute for Barbadian independence. This is my tribute to Eddie Grant. Okay, <laughs> my hair needs doing so badly. I swear, that's my excuse why I haven't reached hairdresser yet. Eddie Grant is a Bajan, and that's who I'm emulating with this shit on my head right now. Your hair looks lovely. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, it's fine. Very personally, we were talking about old what's her face, your favorite, Kemi. Oh, uh, Kemi, I am it's literally in territory. Yeah, no, your, your hair looks very different. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. At all. Um, are we going to touch on the old um nationality and borders bill before we go? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, we cannot. It's really miserable. We can just tell people to go and find Google. 
But I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I think we didn't we touch on it a little bit last week. Yeah. I mean, there is a, a plan to strip you of your citizenship. But Elaine, did you say something before we came on air? Is it people with dual citizenship? It was. Uh, it did say like dual national. It did say dual. So, so we've currently currently got the powers to strip um, uh, people's citizenship if they've got dual nationality, mm. if the government thinks it would be conducive for public good and they could have um, citizenship somewhere else. And then in 2014, they extended it to people the government felt could go somewhere else, um, i.e. Shamima Begum, even though she only had British citizenship. And now um, they want now they want to be able to do it um, and not even tell you if they don't have your contact details. I mean, it is, you can't appeal against it anyway. It is absolutely ridiculous. They have yeah. used it on that boy, didn't they? Who I think he joined ISIS, the white boy. He was Canadian. They took his British... Oh, Hardy Jack. But sh the difference is, like, he had ties there. He's got family there. Shamima Begum has never been to Bangladesh in her yeah. life. Bangladesh like was Huh? Exactly. There's that as well. Really I mean, have we thought about... I mean, you guys, you'd have to go to Ghana. Aisha, where would you go? Sri Lanka, Jamaica? I don't know. I actually, probably Sri Lanka. Obviously, love Jamaica, but I don't have a um, massive amount of ties there. You know, a lot of the people that we knew, uh, my grandma's siblings and stuff have passed on, so I don't have much contact with the younger generation. Um, but yeah, possibly Sri Lanka, although after the old tsunami, you know. <laughs> what about like claiming your Scottish roots? I, I'm really up for that. I wouldn't want to, I mean, I would live there over here. They're better than English Well, people. they wouldn't let you claim them, would they, if they wanted to get rid of you? No, the Scottish aren't the English, though, are they? I mean, they're, done. they're just not. I mean, I mean you know, Scotland, I don't want to upset the Scottish. They get very upset about this. But, I mean, they're always painted as the innocent ones. Oh, no, I don't think that. I have to agree with you on Look that. Look how many Jamaicans have got Scottish surnames. We know why. Yes, we do know why. And also, they just weren't great for... Yeah, they did their own colonial, exactly, it's not ideal. But, I mean, in terms of current situation, they're better than us. They are. So, it's been quite a, well, quite an action. There's a lot going on this week, basically. Oh, mm. we did want to, well, we did kind of touch on WizKid a little bit. Yes. A lovely tweet about WizKid. They said, WizKid kept saying he wasn't going to bring out guests, and he brought out guest after guest, and what that shows is, Nigerian men always lie. And that I will yeah. agree with. I agree with. Elaine, have you got your cards this week? I do. Oh, yes. We're going to say, um, in, in terms of about WizKid, the concert, the actual performance was wicked. It was really, really good. And I'm glad that that was my first live, well, one of my first live performances I've gone to. However, you guys called me Blaren before. You know I complained to O2 because O2 is like some ghetto nonsense i mean <laughs> but we won't go in there because it was it was really good i'm really glad but felt very proud to be african even though i'm not nigerian and yeah it was amazing it's sell off low too man but then again he's hearing me that song that sexy girl from ghana she's too kind one of them crowd to call her sexy nana oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I haven't heard any of his stuff actually. Yeah. Yeah. I can name one song. That he also had coffee there. Can I say that? Coffee I don't know who coffee is. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. Jamaican singer. <laughs> Look at Liz. You're not yeah. 
You don't know her, Aisha. Even I know her, and I know nothing. I mean, I, I know, all I know less than nothing. So all, right. Right. <laughs> all right then. All right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I had my um, black card revoked from last week. This one is girls' night. Oh, no. No. Yes, we're going into party season. This is brilliant. Yeah. Go on, what was okay. this, just, before you start, Lane, what's the purpose of the game? Is it all right? Again, it's like answering these questions. Um, risque stuff for any girls gathering or bachelorette party. Risque. I'm mindful of the fact that, like, I'm not a self-employed comedian, so I've got a job. So I'm not going to ask questions that I would not feel comfortable. Answering. I have a nine-year-old son. I wouldn't ask questions that I wouldn't ask, feel comfortable answering online because I'm not answering any questions. But obviously, people can deep fake, right? So, so I'm going to go for some other ones. It's just, a, yeah. What is something that a lot of women don't know about their bodies? A, oh no. Some women don't have hymens. B, condoms don't block all STDs. C, body shapers will not make you lose weight. D, babies and peas who don't come from the same place. Body shapers won't make you lose weight. Uh, uh, yeah, I know some people who have actually gone and bought one because they thought that it would make them lose weight. I was going to go with the hymen. I was going to go with the pee. No. I was actually shocked when I learned about that and I was people were saying that kids these days, really, well, especially younger people, don't really know a lot about their bodies and stuff. And then They've people were shocked. On their mobile that phones. That's the point. They've got porn and it's not realistic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't even remember who had the joke who said these people were trying for a baby and they went to a doctor. And the doctor was like, so what are you doing? And he was like, I basically, you know, bought over the tits at the end. And the doctor was like, well, that's oh, not oh. Honestly, sorry, but I'm sorry to be crude, but that's what they were saying. Actually having a lot of porn means that people are less informed, not more info informed. Yeah. Oh. I've got another one. So as I said, I'm going for the clean ones. Please. What was the answer? Yeah, what was the, what was this is the preferred one. It's just the preferred answer. Right. Yeah, so the person, yeah, majority rules win. So this yeah. one is another one which is majority rules win. I do these all the time. What's your preferred professional clapback for work emails? Re A, reply, see the attached. B, reply, per my last email. C, reply, as highlighted below. D, carbon copy someone's manager. <laughs> Oh dear. I've been doing D all week. It's not like it's like, yeah, with uh, certain agencies. I've been doing D all week. You know, sometimes I do. As per my last email, I'm all about that. Yeah. I did all three in one email. You are? <laughs> you chose violent. Um, sometimes I, not all three. Sometimes I will do a combination of all four in one email. I guess it depends. It depends on the situation, doesn't it? I mean, I don't tend to copy people. I prefer just to talk to them. But like, yeah, they, I mean, they always at least blind copy. Blind copy. Proper <laughs> informer business, mate. Blind copy because they'll answer in kind and they'll answer the way they want to answer. Not even real. Oh, I love blind copy. Hmm. Apple over there. This is why I have no office job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be trusting with company email, seriously. <laughs> Remove her privileges. I am a proper snitch, mate. Proper. <laughs> proper grass. Proper. 
Honestly, I don't care. I do it all the time. I love it. Okay. I am. I'm like person. A Kermit gift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question once you've stopped recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, who is the best girls group of all time? Remember, I'm asking the question. Okay, I know. A, TLC, B, Spice oh. Girls, C, Destiny Child, D, Pussycat Dolls. Oh, it's going to be Destiny Child. Let's say TLC. Louise? I don't know. Oh, she hates R&B. Don't get started. Don't get oh, started. Oh, yeah, that's true. You do. Look at the, the face. Please don't start her off. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the face. No, no, I don't even want to hear their names. <laughs> The other thing as well, I mean, I don't want to say anything here, but like, I just want to drop, drop this. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to say this, yeah. Where's Eternal? It's an American game. Oh, you know what? Last week in Hollyoaks, when, um, the, when the character who, Mar Martine, she's in it and she's now married to Felix West, Felix and that's Richard Blackwood. Martine is Kelly Bryant from um, Eternal. And do you know oh, what? I thought she was in that, yeah. And can I just tell you, like, Richard Blackwood, Red, sorry, Felix being played by Richard Blackwood, he started reading to her and it was like, I want to be the only one to hold you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he continued. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> and then, on Hollyoaks Facebook groups, people are like, oh my God, I just realized that's her of Eternal. Yeah. yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. She did that, that black woman episode, didn't they, about angry black women and showing how black women were treated. I thought that was yeah. quite, that's pretty good. I met her, she's, she's actually really nice just to talk to. We had, we had a really, not long talk, but we had a bit of a chat. Um, because I went to go and watch this play and stuff like that. But yeah, I got I got talking to her. She's actually really humble and very down to earth. Okay, here's one for you, Louise. Oh dear. Who is the best boy band of all time? Oh, New Kids on the Block. Oh. Nick. NSYNC, New Edition or One Direction. You may be in like that man like that. Nobody else. Come on, it's not. Yeah, this, yeah. Elsa, what do you think? Elsa, Jordan, 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 yeah. He's one I would. Oh. And then give him Fifu. Um, I, I used to really like them, but I couldn't name, I can only name one song now, like, hangs up, like. Who? Who? Who's you couldn't name a song? New, kid, New Kids on the Block. Oh, Hang Tough. That's the only one I can name. Um, what was their big ballad? I've loving you. That's it. I might have to look that up afterwards. I, I better I'll remember it afterwards. But you know, I mean, I know more E17 songs than New Kids on the Block. Oh, outside is raining, but inside is wet. I used to live in Walthamstow, loved it. Loved I it. honestly loved yeah. E17. So <laughs> take that E17 till I die. Louise, <laughs> come on, come on, Louise. Question. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying nothing. I mean, no, last question, Elaine. Okay, and as we are the Black Women's Hour. I want to finish on a question about women. What's one stereotypical thing about women that you think is true? We're indecisive. We're crazy. We love Beyonce. 
Oh, we love Starbucks. Oh. We love Starbucks. I like Starbucks. No. I was going to say, well, if you're uh, one of those, what are they, pumpkin latte people? No. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Can I just tell you what it is, just in case you want to order me one when you see me? I like <laughs> a soy milk misto with five pumps of car. No. Toffee, toffee nut, and then some almond, and then we're good. And it's got to be wet, and it's got, I mean, it, um, the drink has to be wet. The drink, I'm just putting, I'm just adding that. Have that. you been drinking that you even have to mention your drink has to be wet? Ah, I'd say, no. I'd say indecisive <laughs> out of all those things, indecisive oh. for me, because you're the okay. guy and your thinkies really nice and worth spending time with and then you realize he's an absolute twat and that you know oh, doesn't that just mean that men are liars rather well than it does but i mean indecisive is the only one i can think and i'm using it as a positive thing i was gonna go with women are crazy because they keep doing that shit to themselves well, straight women are crazy i wish i wasn't straight straight women are self-harmers yes that is what they are Yes. Well, that is it, Elaine. I can't wait to do that one. I'll make sure I press the right button this week. But I can't wait to do that one off air. So um, yeah. next so week... Well, we started with them. <laughs> that's the end. What? That's what we have time for today. <laughs> but join us again next week when we'll be talking about more interesting, exciting things. If none of us have been deported. Actually, <laughs> no, don't, don't. Don't put that one out there, man. I know, do you know what I mean? I'm laughing about it, it could actually happen. Mm -hmm. All right then, bye audience. Thank you, say bye. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Okay.